1: The the party. let's get to crazy Jimmy we got myself, known as Alfie, the, one and only, the, Always the of Jimmy
2: yo, Jimmy hello 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 what's up everybody welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell bringing you the good times in music fashion pop culture and entertainment we got a great show for you guys today going to be a lot a lot of fun uh, we got the, the men from the dynasty legacy tv show uh with their pr- new show cocktails with the Carringtons. it's going to be a lot of fun and then we have rusty gilligan coming on uh, it's going to be great here we have astro let's just say hi to everybody the, the chat room starting to fill up
3: astro well, sit
2: let's start off with saying hello to my beautiful cool outrageous man about town co-host mr. ron russell he always gets that right for some reason i do i can't help it and then we got astro astro say hi to everybody
3: wave look at astro oh he looks so cute on there he's cute on anything
2: and they said ron's hair looks amazing what's up chat room thank
3: you thank you thank you You i I changed my style this is my tony curtis look whenever i wore my hair like this years ago when it was black everybody said oh my god you look like tony curtis now with my hair white they say you look like tony curtis but of course tony curtis was not the most attractive man when he got old so i don't
2: not like you You're i don't really gorgeous. get
3: excited about that compliment anymore that i look like i mean i loved him he was a friend of mine i miss him he had a wild sense of humor he had a dirty mouth like me and he was just a terrific guy he he loved sex he's i asked him are you gay he said no i just have sex with everybody <laughs> Tony Curtis, famous movie star, folks.
2: You gotta like love it. Let's say hi to the chat room. We got a bunch of people. What's up, Jimmy from Aquarius View? Dick Jimmy TV show. What's up, Jimmy? Backpack John hey, is baby. there. Cindy Lady Lake is hey, there. Hey, Cindy. Um, uh, other people will be coming in because we just started. B Claudia said she's gonna be a little bit late. Oh, baby,
3: um, baby, Thank you for writing all that nice stuff on my Facebook page. Just so sweet. She's
2: her and Teresa Saban and yeah, Lady they're, Lake. They're awesome. they're really good
3: people. I guess you. Um, they're not fans. They're friends. You know, we have fans, but they're our friends.
2: And Mike Wagner just joined us from hey, the Mike, Mike Wagner show. Oh, How Mike you doing?
3: That's a good show. Watch it, folks. Um, listen to. Oh, well, listen. <laughs> is he televised? Listen,
2: watch. No. I thought he was televised. I think sometimes. I think he is, but I'm not sure. Oh, Don Hinton just joined yeah. us, too.
3: Mike, are you televised? I thought you were.
2: Um, What's up, Don Hinton? How are you? Did you wear a watch for Don today? You
3: no, know, I wore my medical watch because it gives me the accurate time. When I work on 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 film and stuff, I like to know what time it is, and I run over on the show, so I wear this because it's definitely, you know, it automatically changes with any time zones there are. Not Uh, that you uh, actually pay attention. No, my my (laughs) other my my other watches, you have to you know turn them, twist them to get them to go where they're supposed to.
2: Yes, that's funny, but this is is my
3: my work watch, and also it keeps me to know my heart rate, my blood pressure my uh breathing it's a wonderful wristwatch i suggest that everybody get one i don't know what it's called what is it called a smartwatch or something yeah it's a smartwatch smartwatch and i think you should get the fitbit watch I whatever think. it's called get one they're really wonderful
2: mike wagner says he's on youtube and over 30 podcast platforms yeah, so there knew, you go way he, to go I knew, mike
3: i knew he was televised of course he was
2: you gotta like love it you guys so check out the mike wagner show you guys he's also on all the major platforms like we are and he's got a he's a great guy
4: mm-hmm
3: our show today is exciting and funny when the boy I know I know John James for quite a while now I've interviewed him about this is my fourth time interviewing him interviewing him and I know his daughter and you know he's a sweetheart of a guy he's really a terrific guy and he's not a homophobe I mean you know he's a straight guy that is okay with gay men not like a lot of them not the fellows coming on today but a lot of people in our business are a little homophobic but, you know, they, they they have to exercise their butchness in front of us. And I wonder if it's because they're looking to turn us on or, <laughs> or they just don't like us. But anyway, uh John James is a sweetheart of a guy, and I cannot wait for him to come on to see him again. Still a handsome, sexy man. And he's what, in his 50s now? He's got to be like
2: late 50s, Late I think. 50s, yeah. I think. And I'm
3: going to talk about why all the gay guys on long island in a certain gay bar called pal joey's which was wednesday night dynasty night at nine o'clock and everybody would go to that bar and they named it virginisty And I'll tell you why they named Dynasty Virginasty. So what's up? (laughs) When the boys come on,
2: we also want to say hi because now B actually joined us. So hey, B, B. we talked about you earlier. So we're letting you know that we see you there and hello, hello. Thank you
3: again for all the sweet things you post.
2: Absolutely. So you guys, we have John James coming on, Jack Coleman and Gordon Thompson coming on, uh, the three heartthrobs from Dynasty, and uh, it's going to be a lot of
3: fun. And And we're looking forward to it. Questions about Joan Collins. I met Joan Collins briefly um i had no idea she was that tiny you know she photographs as a much taller woman i'll I'll talk about my conversation with joan when the boys come on
2: you gotta like love it so we're gonna have a lot of fun you guys um uh, they'll be coming on shortly in the meantime uh we had a working weekend we were working in the house and tearing up our closet and
3: and... no it's not a closet it's a dressing room it's a dressing room because like I've explained before, I have a couple of hundred shirts as Jimmy and I do that we wear because we're on you know, all year long and we wear different shirts every show. So we don't look like we're wearing the uniform and we had no room. So I got rid of the two walk-in closets that were ridiculous waste of spaces and we reconfigured the whole entire bathroom. So now it's called a bathing room. It's only for the bath. There's a vanity there, makeup, you know, movie star vanity with the light bulbs that go around. If I need to make up before a movie rather than go to the set at six o'clock in the morning and have somebody who really doesn't know how to do my makeup, do my makeup, I do it at this vanity. And my makeup, of course, is male, man makeup, not uh, woman's makeup. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, mean, I don't want you to think I'm putting on eyelashes, tits, and lipstick.
2: Be you says you lost weight you look like you lost weight
3: no it's my hair when you wear your hair straight up like this your face tends to look thinner when you wear it down like adolf hitler with the bangs it, you look kind of chubby so you did lose some weight i have lost some weight but nothing that's recognizable i don't know who cares i'm 100 years old as long as i breathe what do i give a shit about what i look like when that's not true <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Mr. Vanity. No, I'm not vain. I'm not vain. I'm not vain, but I believe if you're going to go in the public eye, look the best you can. Jane Russell said that. If you watch the interview I did with her on YouTube, I said to Jane, "What well, why was it 1940s everybody looked so great?" And Jane's answer was, "Because we all did. We we dressed and looked the best that we could. When you're in when you're in entertainment, you should look wonderful all the time." People really don't, audiences really don't want to see a disgusting, decrepit old creep, you know, unless it's for the part in the movie. But when you're a talk show host, look attractive, try to do the best you can with what you've got. I remember when I was 19 years old, I'd roll out of bed Saturday morning with a beard, throw on a guinea T-shirt. My hair, I never even bothered combing What's a it. guinea
2: T-shirt for you people know, who don't know what stra- that is? A, like a tank top. We
3: call it a guinea T-shirt in Brooklyn. It's a tank top, white T-shirt and jeans and sneakers with no socks. And I'd go out and I look gorgeous. I mean, I look beautiful. If I did that today, I look like an escapee from a nursing home. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> Could you imagine me going out with a beard, not shaving my hair? All is true and a guinea t-shirt, jeans and Sika's and those no socks. I can't even imagine you in a guinea t-shirt, well, I used, well, when I was 19, I wore them. That was the thing back in 1959. Everybody was into that uh, Italian thing, you know, that Vittorio Di Sica or La Dolce Vita movie. You know, everything was Italian. Three coins in the fountain, uh, everything was Italian. So we all, I mean, I was Italian and I looked very Italian. And in my guinea t-shirt, I look sexy. As I said, now if I wore that, I look like I escaped from, you know, Bella Vista nursing home. Oh, artist Miss Kim just joined us too. Hello. Hey, artist Miss Kim. Anyway, everything is going well. Everything is going smooth. It's going to be 102 today in Palm Springs. But then again, next week, it'll be 80 or 75. So the weather throughout the United States is very strange. New York City has been having 65 and 70 and then 30. Uh, I understand the, the middle America also have been having the strangest weather. One day extremely hot, the next day very cold. Oh, and, and look at Europe now, Paris. They were freezing to death in Paris. Paris went down to like 30 degrees or something. Yeah, and they and all the, vine- the, the vineyards where the beautiful French wine comes from, they were afraid that the grapes would be destroyed. So they had smudge pots out there, which are Garbage kale, big pans, pans, no, not pails, with fire in it to keep the grape uh, plants warm. We used to do that in California until they outlawed it because it was causing all the smog. But now we don't have, uh, very, we have very few orange groves or grapes in the uh, city area. You Actually, have to, You have to really go up north to see that. B says it's snowing in Germany. Yeah, I mean, the weather is insane. Just insane. And then tomorrow it could be 100 in Germany. It never gets 100. I've been to Germany, but it gets about, I think Germany gets what? In the summertime, you get about 80, 85. I don't think you ever go up to 100. Do you, B? I
2: don't know, B. Do you ever get to be 100 degrees? Do you ever have
3: 100 degrees in Berlin or anywhere?
2: We'll see what she answers Yeah, in I a want second. to hear
3: her answer because I know were, they all the Germans used to run to uh, Italy uh, during the uh, winter and in the summer months, Italy is filled with Germans. They love the sun, and they come to bask on the beaches of the Mediterranean. I don't blame them. If I lived in Europe, I would be on the – well, I did live in Europe for a while. She says I,
2: it's 45 in Boston and drizzling. See what I mean? The Boston. What is
3: weird. But that – that? who said That's that? That's Miss Kim. She's Ms. in Boston.
2: Kim.
3: Great Italian restaurants in Boston. I used to go all the time. Oh my God, I had to go to the Italian neighborhood and, and the food was, you could smell it when you walked down the street and then you couldn't wait to eat it. Yeah. I, I eat.
2: Oh, yeah. B. Cloudy says 104.
3: Oh, you've had 104 wow. in Germany. That's shocking. I I thought Germany always stayed on the cooler side. 104. That's interesting. But anyway, I, I identify all countries with food. So If you talk about France, I know my French places to eat. Talk about Italy, I know where to eat in Italy. Talk about Germany or Switzerland or Spain. I mean, it's really freaky as you write a book about the best places to eat in in the world. I've never been to the Orient, so I wouldn't know what good Chinese food or Japanese food places to tell you to go to. But anyway, so much for that baloney. I hope everybody out there is good feeling great, and this COVID thing is slowly but surely disappearing, and I'm happy about that. And the new virus is not that detrimental, they say. You get it, you get sick, but you're not going to die from it. So I think things are looking positive. Now, if gasoline prices would go back to $2.50, we'd all be very happy. And of course, the cost of living is ridiculous. Food prices have tripled, gasoline has tripled, and housing has tripled. Uh, palm springs you can't get in here for under a million i mean you know that's ridiculous and in a house i mean you probably can get a condo or an apartment less but if you want a freestanding house in a gated community you're not getting in for uh, uh, less than a million
2: teresa says we look we look uh, adorable and let me just uh do a real adorable plug real quick because two of our guests i think are already here so hold on we're going to do a quick shout out um everybody uh, lady lake music promotes david martinez he's been a guest on our show uh, he's a fabulous, fabulous artist, got a brand new song, Fast and Hard. Um, please check it out on all the different music platforms and uh, check it out. You can uh, his, his Twitter is David Martinez. I don't know what it is. David Martinez MU. So check it out because we're big fans. We're going to be playing the music here soon, and uh, we want everybody to support him. What, what does and- MU stand for? For music, it's short for music.
3: Oh, you gotta be kidding! They abbreviate music. Yeah, it's so freaking. You know lazy. what it is?
2: No, it's because Twitter only lets you have fourteen characters. Well,
3: screw Twitter! <laughs> like, you know, I mean, what it, like uh, me and a bunch of people my age, we have no idea what MU means. We know what FU means, but we don't know what MU means. I mean, you know, get with the program, baby. You ch- kids out there, there are some seniors left. Okay. And we are here, you That's know. That's just the
2: Twitter thing. nothing you no, can do about No, but it stinks. It.
3: I hate all the words they've changed, and everything they've changed. Nobody writes in script. I wrote something in script one day to somebody, and they said, I don't read that. I said, what do you mean you don't read script? They said, no, we only read print. Okay, I said, so, you got to be kidding.
2: So we're going to bring – we have two of the three I think are here. Um, so, Roxy, let's go ahead and let's start rolling people in here. and Let's see what we can do.
3: Who do we have? Who do we have?
2: <laughs> There's Gordon.
3: Hey, Gordon. How are
4: you?
2: Good morning. How are you both? Good Fantastic. Scene. You Good got a haircut scene. since the last time yes. we saw you.
4: Oh, yes. Thank you. I look like the world's oldest sort of grad student. It was horrible so. <laughs> no, no, you it was fun. no,
3: you look like a very handsome gentleman. You I, don't look like an old whatever you said. There's no you. such thing as the word old anymore.
4: <laughs> ancient? No, no, no.
3: no, no. Those what words, are, no, listen, if the kids want to change all the words in the English language, us old bags are going to change the words old, ancient, dilapidated, you know too young stuff. and gorgeous you know, i'm, I, I, I'm <laughs> gonna be 82 in may and i'm a very young 82 and there's no reason why you have to ever grow old unless so you're hold on, sick, Let's of make... course. Oh, well, anyway, Gordon, you look sensational. You look, fancy. You, I mean, man. I like,
2: the, I like the long hair, but I like the haircut you know, too. No, you're still a handsome guy. Cut the crap. You know what? You have a mirror. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Jack, how you doing? Let's make sure we can hear you. And I you. bet you the James. Uh, I'm good. Can you hear me? Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I also awesome.
0: got my hair cut. I'm a little offended that nobody noticed.
3: <laughs> look, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't gotten Jack. to you yet, Four Eyes. So knock it off. <laughs>
0: I'm like um, eight eyes, four we're talk, enough. We're talking,
3: we're talking to Gordon. Gordon, <laughs> I bet you the broads still throw themselves at you. Say again? I'm sorry. I bet I'm you women wait. still throw themselves at you. Tell the truth now, don't lie.
4: No, they
2: don't. Oh, they you're don't. are full, full of crap. I know they do for Jack, because I've seen it. Yeah, all right, you,
3: you, you down there, take <laughs> off the glasses. He's got a gorgeous wife, though. <laughs> women don't make dances. death don't... is
4: absolutely beautiful.
3: Yes. Women don't make passes at men that wear glasses, but that's not true. A lot of women love men with glasses. <laughs> they think they're intellectuals. Is that why you're wearing glasses so you get ladies to look at you? Of course,
4: for Christ's sake.
0: That's
3: a librarian if,
5: thing. If the yeah, best the sexy librarian. Way, no, no,
3: the best way to get women's attention is to walk around with your zipper open. Oh, yeah. No, really, women will look, and they'll. some of them will make a comment and say, sir, your zipper's open, and then you smile and say, did you enjoy it? You know, but anyway, I cannot supposed to talk about that stuff. You're
0: first, you're, you are a silver tongue devil. I'm sure. Yes, You he better is. believe it. That's you,
3: why everybody tunes in. They never know what you know, he's going to I
0: did stand up.
3: I'm in the business 64 years. I started at 19 and I did stand up for about 40. And uh, it, it, I've never changed. My work became my personality. How about you guys? Do you believe who you were on Dynasty as who you are now?
4: I don't think that applies to any of us, really.
3: No. (laughs) Betty Davis was Betty Davis. I I knew Betty and off camera, she was Betty Davis with a dirty mouth. <clears throat> that was the only difference. She loved the word "fuck." I mean, that's all she ever said was "fuck this one," "fuck that one." Oh
2: my gosh! But, hold on, hold on. Before we do this, uh, are yeah.
3: unfiltered and uncensored. No, no hang
2: on though, because the girls, the women, really are having a heart attack. And I have like, we are. have a lot of like, um, our, my my age women in the chat room in their fifties, and and they loved you guys then. They love you I guys have some now.
3: Women my age, that still want a man. But hang on,
2: let me finish. They say because uh, they're talking about how cute they are. So, so first of all, let's do a real introduction. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, two of the three male stars of Dynasty and a million other things with their new show, Cocktails with the Carringtons, which is
3: fabulous. We saw it. But hang
2: on, we have Mr. Gordon thank Thompson you. and Jack Coleman. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello,
0: thank, and you. thank you. Very thank nice you. to be here. I'm not. I'm not sure where John James is. He's. Uh... He
2: said he was going to be here, and
0: so
3: he'll be here. He's a good buddy, he'll be here.
2: Um, but anyway, when I let let me finish, let me finish. No, because all the women, all the women, uh, want to say hello. So I have a there's a lady in the chat room, her name is Cindy Lady Lake, and she's been promoting this all over LinkedIn, Twitter, everywhere because she's a huge Dynasty fan, also a very good friend of the show. So I would like both of you guys just to say hi to Cindy Lady Lake because she'll totally like get it charge okay, Lady left. Lake, is that
0: Lady Lake Music? Was that? Yes, that's Lady
2: lover? Lake Music. Yes. <laughs> is she? Are you a musician? No, she promotes. She's a music promoter and she promotes all kinds of artists in music. She lives in Florida, and okay. uh, she's been a friend of mine for like ever since Twitter started. And there's John James. Hello. Good morning,
3: James. Stealing I my look. Well, <laughs> with the know, glasses. He, he's still a handsome,
0: handsome. At, at our age, it's no longer. A I'm, I'm
5: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm late. I was a in a makeup.
2: Oh, <laughs> so everybody, now we want to welcome the, the third of the, the cocktails with the Carringtons. Okay, now Let me say, John something. James. Hang on. What John. you James. want to fucking
3: roll tonight? What'd you do, Coke or something? <laughs> He's not shutting up. He's like a fucking parrot. Give me a break, mouthpiece. You're not exactly well, interesting. Oh, boy. yeah. <laughs> anyway, boys. Jimmy said, we're going to Oscars to see you three do. And I said, what are they going to do each other? I mean, it's a gay place. They'd probably do better off if they did each other. What are these three clowns going to do? you got to be kidding me. They have a show. So I sat there in doubt. When it was over, I was clapping my hands off because they were fabulous. The three of you were funny, interesting, handsome, and you did a damn good show. And I would say to everybody out there, listen, if you want to see three hot guys kidding around and talking about poor Joan Collins, then, <laughs> then watch their show. They're terrific.
4: Absolutely. I I'm
3: not going to blow smoke up anybody's ass. If I didn't think you were good, I would avoid it. Hang on. I'll do the little I press. Just, I, you know, I wouldn't cut. I have an old set. My parents raised me. Nothing nice to say. Say nothing at all. But I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I truly enjoyed these three guys clowning around. It was like hanging out with the boys.
2: So I want to say this a couple of times so everybody hears it many times as we're talking to you guys. You guys. So the name of the show is Cocktails with the Carringtons. If you're in California, they've got four shows coming up, 415 and 416 at the Los Angeles Marriott Burbank Airport Hotel. And on uh, the 17th and 18th at the Roosevelt Hotel Theater. You can get tickets by going to cocktailswiththecarringtons.com, and you'll see these three guys talking about their days on Dynasty when it was like the number one show in the entire world. The entire and world. it is like fabulous. Yeah. And, uh, and John, real quick, say hi to Cindy Lady Lake.
5: Hello, Cindy. There you go. Hey, John, how's your daughter? <laughs> Our daughter is wonderful. Thank you, Ron.
3: How, how'd that movie go? We saw a wonderful movie that your yeah. daughter was in. Remember that night? He's yeah. in it too, and
5: you're yeah. in it. Well, in very well. Well, that's where we met. We met at
3: the yes. But you have Laura. a very, you have a very beautiful, tall daughter. Yes, She's thank you. Stunningly beautiful. Is she, she working? Won America's
5: Next Top Model a few years. I know.
3: And is she is she working now? Making a lot of films and
5: stuff. Well, she was uh, pretty heavy reoccurring on SWAT, a series. Um, I've
2: seen her on. I always watch SWAT. I yeah. watch it all the time.
3: <laughs> she was such a nice girl, but you're a nice and She's guy. gorgeous. Dapple, yeah. don't, Dapple doesn't really fall far from
5: the tree. Well, thank you. That's very sweet. Oh, no, it's girl.
3: true. You're a nice guy. I interviewed you. Have, this is my fourth time interviewing you. I feel like we're lovers. <laughs> I, I want. I want alimony. <laughs> Joan Collins. I have to get to it. Because everybody's waiting, uh, you know. In the gay <laughs> bar, there's a gay bar on Long Island called Pal Joey's. We used to go to every Wednesday night to watch Dynasty, but the Queens, of course, were not happy with Dynasty, so they called it Virginasty. And the reason why it was called Virginasty was because of Linda Evans and Joan Collins both being. Uh, I can't use the word, but it begins with a C and it ends with a T, and there's a U in the middle with an N. Connecticut you know if you yeah, a- connecticut, connecticut. connecticut. <laughs> now i met i met joan collins with my friend perry winkler who's lee winkler's wife lee winkler of global if you know who i'm talking about the biggest management company back then in california in los angeles and i turned to joan and i said joan you absolutely look magnificent on film and you're beautiful in person and the clothes that you wear are just breathtaking. And she looked at me, she said, yes, I know dear. And then she turned away. <laughs> <laughs> and My friend Perry looked at me. She said, well, that was a big opening. I said, well, I expected a little more out of it, think it was very complimentary, but Joe Flattery was- will
0: get you nowhere. <laughs> not, with, not with Joan Collins, you know.
3: She's a Gemini like me with an unfiltered mouth. Joan says what she wants whenever she feels like it, and I appreciated her honesty. Her honesty was, "Listen, jerk, who the hell do you think you are, wasting my a minute of my time when I've got millions of people kissing my ass at this party?" <laughs> and they were—they were all kissing. I mean, the fags were jumping all over. Oh, Miss Collins, Miss Collins! Oh, you think she was Jesus Christ in a dress? But anyway, you know. Joan Collins, I like a lot. I think she's a feisty broad. What was she like to work with, boys? A pleasure.
0: Jack? Yeah, she, she was great. We we I don't think any one of us had any issues with Joan whatsoever. Um, I had some of my favorite scenes were with her. Um, she was a consummate professional. She knew yeah. her lines, she was on time, she uh, you know, and you had to you you had to hold your ground when you were in a scene with her
5: oh yeah well, you had to right. know your stuff i know well you guys do too i mean if you had a scene coming up the next couple of days you're right jack you had to be on point you uh well
3: that was- that's what you get paid for you don't get paid, yeah.
5: well, paid I mean, before, well i mean generally
3: i remember the press because that's my business of course but back then the press was not very kind to her they said Joan Collins taking this fit on the set and Joan Collins doing that and John James upset they always used all your names and bullshit to make a war but they did this Jane Russell was my best friend buddy I took her name that's how how much I loved her we hung out for years together and Jane Russell said to me when she did gentlemen for for blondes at Marilyn Monroe the press made it out where they hated each other they fought with each other every day and it wasn't true Jane was like a big sister to Marilyn. So now you cleared the air about Joan Collins, that she was not a bitch on the set. No, no. I love it.
0: I love her. I like. her. I, I met
3: her. Linda Evans at a convention, and Linda Evans is absolutely delightful and charming and sweet and kind. And I said, would you come on my show? She said, get me an airline ticket, and I'll fly down from, I think she lives in Washington State, and I'll come on your show. I said, you don't have to. You could Skype in. What was Linda like, boys? Like the sun coming up, truly. She's she was so a sweetie gorgeous. pie when I, I, I spent a lot of time. I sat my ass down next. I was bullshitting <laughs> with her like she was my best friend. And she was really very sweet. Very oh nice. my
2: gosh if you guys see this the the, the comments in the chat room everybody said how about if we do this so everybody gets to hear you talk because they're like oh my god i love their voices they are all still so sexy and no, everything I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna... each,
3: each one of you well, shut
2: the fuck up you two each, Dude, each no, one of you
3: no i listen i warm it up for you son of a Hang on, wait. Now each, run with it. each run one with right. each one of you
2: guys tell tell everybody like take time just talk for a second tell them who you played in the show and tell
3: them some kind of no, little no, tip you really no, want no. you want this show to be a success tell them who has the biggest wing. Oh, no. <laughs> That's it. Whoever has that, the biggest
0: that, 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 that gets settled in the Q and A.
3: Okay, <laughs> that'll, that'll put us right over the top. Yeah, we
5: don't want to give that away here. We'll do that. But we at... need to move yeah, the yeah. first. You guys month, have to. You guys have to go back. to their
3: show. You got
2: to buy tickets to go buy to their show. To find out, folks. <laughs> but no, you guys tell everybody who you are, like
5: who yes. you were on the show, so they can hear you talk a little bit. Start with you, sure. John. All right, my name is uh, John James, and I I created Jeff Colby, and uh, I started mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, when it was a pilot called Oil and starring George Papard. George uh, was recast and John Forsythe came in. So I spent um, almost almost a full nine years with the show, 230 hours. And then I did two years while, uh, with the Colby's when they spun me off in 1985, 86. Uh, I'm sorry, 86, 87, and then I came back to Dynasty. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'm just so excited that we're doing this. Uh, I think that um, maybe we're on the leading edge of a trend where maybe the nightclub scene is going to be coming back where people I want wish, to- I wish, I wish. I mean, you know what I mean, Ron? A more intimate oh, I wish. kind of a deal and they get to meet people. And also we sing, we've added another song, guys, which is- Oh, famous.
3: that's good. Well, John, listen yeah. what I'm gonna do. We have a wonderful nightclub in Palm Springs called the Purple Room. Everybody, Laney, Kazan, play, everybody plays there. It's a lovely nightclub room. We know the owners. I'm gonna suggest to them that they book you at the Purple Room. Really? Because I think, it, it's no gay town, you're gonna have the place packed. <laughs> All the women, eleven. Okay, hold. on Let's go. All the
2: gay
4: gay guys will come to see these three.
2: (laughs) So, Gordon, go back. It's your turn.
4: Oh, okay. Um, my name is Gordon Thompson, and I had the enormous pleasure of playing Adam Carrington, just about the nastiest individual on prime time. And And it was awesome. it, It was a pleasure to play. It was the best part for a guy on the show, and I worked a great deal with Joan, which as Jack and JJ have already ascertained. Right. She was a pleasure to work with. And it, it, was, it was like, I don't know what the, what the right metaphor is, but she was a real joy to work with. And Alexis's armor is what gave the press and the public the impression that she was a bitch. She's not. Um, she, as I think Ron said it, forthright certainly, but not a bitch. She's an actor first and foremost. She likes the word actress. Okay, Um, but that's that's what she is and always has been since she went to RADA in 19 I don't know 50 or some damn thing. And she just to this day at her at she the idea of retirement is abhorrent to her. She hates the word and won't count. So do I, and so should you. I'm not going to retire. I'm going to die, for Christ's sake. I'm going to die
3: on a set. <laughs> All right. And, so and, and
4: the show, sorry, Cocktails with the Carringtons was actually put together. It was JJ's brainwave, and he contacted Jack and me, and we thought, God, yes. And with the help of a brilliant musician named Nick Marzok, um, who with Jack wrote the introductory song which you guys saw and heard and the new one which is it's going to have the audience singing along i believe really the first um, one was
2: fantastic
4: when we saw the first oh, one it
3: was fantastic about, i think the highest Thank rating you. dynasty ever got was when joan and linda were beating each other up i think you got like trillions of zillions of, of <laughs> no i mean really and i believe joe oh, yeah. oh, yeah. joe's joan, joan
4: very popular
3: joan collins made that show what it was before she came on it was a good show you all did a great job but when she came on she wasn't on from the beginning no no she she came in with a gorgeous hat i never forget it in a courtroom a beautiful hat with black and white drop dead gorgeous woman greasy lips Fabulous and sexy! What a bitch! She was such a bitch in that show that we couldn't wait to watch her be a bigger bitch. And all the queens would be yelling in the gay bars, "Go, girl! Go, go, go! You bitch!" Okay. I mean, it was a riot. Some some of the audiences were better. Well, you know, than Ron. Ron
5: uh, yeah, they didn't have the role cast at the end of the first thirteen shows. So when you see that lady walking in with the hat, you're oh, stunning. It. Drop that, yeah, gorgeous. Great. They apparently they were talking to Sophia Loren, a number of different right. actresses. And I remember driving down Sunset Boulevard when they told me that they hired Joan Collins. And I wasn't quite sure who Joan was because Joan she was wearing red working.
3: velvet swing. I know
5: her for you. Well, you know, and then I looked up and there's a billboard with Joan in black leather with a whip yep. in yep. A <laughs> <laughs> bitches, bitches,
3: a movie, bitches. A oh, bitch. The bitch. To...
0: Oh,
3: uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Oh,
5: mommy, mommy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, Sophia Loren would not have been good in 1959. My first movie <laughs> in my career was with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter, so I got to know Sophia on the set. We shot in, in Long Beach, Long Island, and. She was too sweet and too gentle to have played the part. No matter how they would have bitched her up, she never would have portrayed it as well as Joan. Joan Collins is awesome. Joan is just a snappy little bitch, and I adore her. I love watching her. She's still beautiful, even though she's a little older than I We am. watched
2: a movie the other day that she was on on she's Tubi. She's just a gorgeous
3: woman. I mean, they say Elizabeth Taylor was beautiful. I think Joan Collins, I knew Elizabeth. Please, Elizabeth, your ghost shouldn't haunt me. But I think Joan Collins was far prettier.
0: I, was, I agree with you. I think Joan was prettier than Elizabeth Taylor. Something
3: about Joan, but well, they always compared them, you know, Elizabeth Taylor was being taught a lesson by the studio uh, because uh, she was, she was a little bratty sometimes. And they threatened her with Joan Collins, her lookalike. And they did look alike. They could have been sisters. Uh, Joan but Collins I, but I think Joan actress. Collins was far more beautiful. It's still far more beautiful. Go back to Jack she's though. A stunning, it's Jack's What is turn. she in her eighties, middle eighties something? Yeah, I follow her on Instagram.
0: And she's um, stunning,
3: yeah. you know, she's stunningly 88 good. 88, 88. has the
0: energy of a teenager too it's and pretty, she's pretty
3: gorgeous amazing. and she's really a gorgeous woman beautiful to look at still so J- she
2: still has greasy lips so jack go it's your turn you gotta because everybody wants well, to hear now, you now i've forgotten
0: the question just, um, don't, you just know, don't, uh, don't,
3: don't get smart you're gonna <laughs> knock it right on your ass I'm, I'm a tough guinea from brooklyn don't fuck with me fella
0: <laughs> the energizer bunny over there uh john, john very indiscreetly said that he created the role of jeb colby i did not create the role of uh stephen carrington um uh al corley played the role before me and did it for uh, i think a season and then i came in yeah, but you
3: you were the best at it. Get out of here. You were no, a, thank. You. Well, I was
0: there. For, I was there longer, so I had more. I had more. Yeah, but you were
3: really. Um, the, you, but, were the uh, you were yeah, believable.
0: First, uh, first gay character in a primetime drama. Really big That's deal. Right. A really big and, deal. And you know what?
3: I like You didn't play it faggy. If you would have been faggy and effeminate, I would have been nauseous. But you played it like a regular guy who just happened to like guys. That's how Jimmy and I are. We don't like faggots. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Half of my audience, those queens know what I'm talking about. Hey, I
0: think the email just came in. Yeah, you're canceled. Yeah, <laughs> no, Those
3: bitchy queens that think they're Joan Collins. You know those evil queens? Those Tishy Marys? We smack their bitches around. No, I think, listen, gay is you're like men. It doesn't mean you're a woman. So everybody out there, don't think because you're gay you want to be a woman. I take a shower, I look down at the boys, and I smile. I just lost it says you here. were stephen
2: number two which i like love no, that's just that, that's the you,
3: way i want to ask how did you feel about playing a gay guy when nobody in the history of
0: theater has done uh, theater yes but not film um well i mean i look i was coming off a year of daytime um this dynasty was sending like a rocket and there was absolutely zero uh you know qualms about about joining the show um and playing this part so i it didn't it, it didn't bother me at all. I just wanted to uh, I wanted to be a part of this. And um, there were me and about 400 other guys who looked exactly like me up for the part. Um, so it was. Uh, yeah. So it was a long and arduous process, but I was thrilled to uh, to finally join.
3: No, you were a cute gay guy on the show. Yeah, everybody loved you. The Gay guys liked you. They all thought you were a bottom on the show, but they liked you anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i will say on the show i made it, <laughs> I didn't
3: it, didn't, it didn't come <laughs> off as john james or gordon tough, you know, actually they're guy. all
2: talking about though how all everybody wanted to no, marry you were, you, so. you
3: were so cute as a gay guy you were like a little adorable gay guy that all the gay men wanted to cuddle and huddle and it was nice And the girls i wanted to save you and they used to say like you know bang me i'll make you straight that you have to do, do one <laughs>
2: one more thing you guys too so we have another uh a friend of the show who promotes all over the place? She's actually in Germany. She never misses the show. She's talking about how everybody in Germany wanted to marry all you guys. Her name is B Claudia, uh, B like a bumblebee. So just say hi to B Claudia because she'll like love it forever. She'll she'll tape it and play it over and over.
0: Oh, oh B.
4: Hi, B, hi B, B, B. Claudia,
0: <laughs> greetings from Claudia. I think she's. And
6: they do sing, you guys
3: too. She, she lives in Berlin.
0: Denver we, we may or may not sing a song about Claudia as a title. Yeah, talks. we yeah, should. Listen, yeah, yes, I, I got
3: I to gotta do a little bragging about us. Not that the door has been opened. We're in every country in the world. We have over five million viewers, and we have t- over 10, one million downloads. No, billion. One, we just broke one, a billion we downloads. Broke one billion downloads. Oh, and she says she's dead. Hey. So you're not. You're not on some shitty
0: show. You know. <laughs> I know. I you, you, you know. Ron, we,
3: you, we, I, we're, Ron, we're gonna,
0: that's why we're trying to be polite.
3: Oh, you don't have to be. No, polite. no, <laughs> our, our, fan, our fans, love it when it's roaring and raunchy because we're guys together, like hanging out in the pool hall, drinking and smoking and pot or whatever. But anyway, so, so hold like, on, I, I want to be, be real. I,
2: I want to like do some bragging for you guys real quick. Besides yeah. being on the biggest TV show like in the history of the '80s. Um, which I don't know how the, the ratings change from now, but one of the biggest TV shows of all time, certainly for my lifetime, and I was a huge fan. Some of the other things you guys have seen them in, first of all, John James, we'll start with him, because the movie we were talking about when he came on is called Accelerator. And, uh, right. He's in it. His daughter's in it. It's fabulous. It's a good Um, film. They're also Soapies As the World Turns. It's funny because we went to the screening of Illegal Aliens, All My Children, The Colby's. He even did a horror movie, Evil at the Door. I wrote it down, but I didn't look it up. So I don't know if it's come out yet. But So John's been doing all kinds of stuff, and we want to reiterate that they've got their show, Cocktails with the Carringtons, that eventually is probably going to go all around the country because it's fabulous. Then we have Gordon Thompson, you guys. Um, he's got. He's also young and the restless Soapy. We love the Soapies because we're friends with all the ones oh, that live here. In Everybody uh, uh, Days of Our Lives, Sunset Beach, which was a fabulous show. Uh, Beverly, he did some episodes of Beverly Hills 90210. He was in Poseidon, Little Miss Sunshine, uh, Winterthorn. The Vanity is the only one I didn't hadn't seen before, but since you did a bunch of episodes, I put it on there also. Thank you. Good show. Um, too, and and then we have Jack Coleman, uh, who actually like. Do you have a Do you have an action figure from Heroes? I do. I have to go get that now because I collect. The only action
0: figure that I I, actually—I have an action figure from Heroes, and it is headless because my dog bit its head off. Uh (laughs) Well, I'm going to
2: go on eBay and get one. So you guys, Jack's been—he's got a show right now, Ordinary Joe, Castle, Heroes Reborn, Burn Notice. I was on a bunch of episodes of that Scandal, Vampire Diaries, Heroes, Kingdom Hospital. I lived in Miami, so like, I anything shot in Miami, Ah, I'm in. Were you in the last season at all? No, I was in like the, the very he first season. A seasons. friggin'
3: extra for two seconds. That yeah, was a featured extra. I got paid three hundred bucks. Wow! <laughs> did, you, did you did you put it in the bank? You still have? No,
2: I don't have any of it. <laughs> but anyway, you guys, these guys have been around doing lots of great things. You definitely want to see their show, Cocktails with the Carringtons. So, John, what made you wait, come wait, up right with right the idea? No, no, wait. What made you come up with the idea? like to do this. No, no, I
3: want that after. Let me get personal. Oh. Our fans want personal. They all love it when I ask personal. John. <laughs> married children what's doing we know he has a daughter married
5: uh married 30 30 at this right three years this yeah, if you get
2: that wrong you're in trouble
5: oh,
3: your, <laughs> ass, your ass is in <laughs> trouble buddy. gorgeous
5: denise <laughs> denise is heaven on three years um in in 14 days it'll be 33 years congratulations
3: wow. good for you my son
5: and... uh is adolf lundgren look-alike six six wow He's Air Force. He was Air Force Special Operations Command, air traffic controller, served for 10 years. Good. He's now an FAA controller. And of course, Laura is getting engaged to a a, a young actor called John Michael Ecker, who was in uh, Firefly Lane uh, on Netflix. Oh, that's a good
2: show. We saw that.
5: Yeah, he played the tow truck guy.
3: Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Okay.
5: And he's now on his way next Monday to shoot um 10 episodes for a new series for free uh freestyle which is disney for a new series and good, he's for good. For that.
3: good So you, and you, you, you did well in life career family marriage <laughs> lucky you most don't but anyway gordon what's going on in your world ah <sighs> girlfriend boyfriend sister what do you got
2: Celibate,
4: well, single, you never know what
3: that act is, is, you know
2: Oh, celibate, single, and happily so
0: Celibate and single We could
2: probably change the celibate thing for you With like anybody in the chat room. Well, you know, Well, mean,
0: you guys were there in Palm Springs He was mobbed after the yeah, show Yeah, I know we, Gord, uh, JJ and I had to fend them off That's yeah. what made me think they he won the penis contest Gordon. Sure. Uh,
3: Gordon, you just opened the door You're going to have women now chasing you If you're available and single
4: Would you ever marry? Have you ever been married? I have a common law wife in Toronto um, who was probably the happiest relationship I've ever had. Right. Um, but Maureen was had a weight problem. Red carpets were not going to be for her. She was a wonderful actor. And um, we've worked together for 16 years. Oh, that's and nice. Sure. I, and, and anyway, this, that I, that's it. Thank you very much.
3: So you, have, have, clue, a, you have a best friend relationship. And how about you? Gay boy, this fake gay boy
0: or gay boy, Va- gay. fake gay
2: boy, fake oh, gay boy. Okay. Jack has a beautiful wife because I met her the I night. I, at I know. I, I, I know. I've okay. been
0: all of you married uh, 26 what? years in June. Um We have a 22 year old daughter named Tess who lives in Los Angeles. And Actress. The-
3: Actually, or... not. No,
0: she. Um, she's an amazing singer, but she's not singing. She's. Um, she is uh, managing uh, a salon in Silver Lake, and also doing all their online content. Okay. Cool. So, um, that's what my 22-year-old. Okay. And
3: as, as for me, married 16 years to a woman, divorced, two wonderful children. My daughter Leslie is a, a antique connoisseur, and my daughter Deirdre, is a lawyer. Uh, she talks. She, like teaches, legal something, she teaches something. is what to do. But anyway, so it gave me. Wait, what kind of law? law? What kind of role? I don't even know no law. She for. don't she, even know. She does software that they don't know how to use, and she educates them on the new software that they can use to do whatever they do. But um, she, they're both beautiful. My daughter Leslie was first runner-up in Miss America, and she was Miss Long Island, Miss New York State, and Power's top model, and she's single. Wow and i'm looking for a husband for her so if she's a blue-eyed green-eyed blonde uh michelle pfeiffer look-alike or grace kelly wow, you know. wow. and De- deirdre is a read- rita hayworth we call her our reader she's in my upcoming movie that we're doing called the gift of magic she plays um sean kanin uh his future wife so hold on, you guys, too. So anyway, and we have a lot of films the, that, you know, we're going to call upon your guys because now we know you as friends. Jimmy's producing so many films. I'm in a film now soon in Las Vegas with what's his name? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage and and Keanu Reeves. So we name drop a lot because our audiences need that. They love it. So hold on. Go so back. We, we, we do good films, and we're going to call upon you guys. I'm not bullshitting you either. You'll see. Awesome. In the chat room, they want to know, like, how was it like working with Rock Hudson?
5: Oh, I loved him. Uh, we do a big segment in our show, actually, about yeah. that. Yeah. you Remember, guys. Um, I, I do
3: know, but this is the fans uh, I, in the chat room. So you got. I knew Roy well, so you, and he was the sweetest guy in the world. I was in McMillan and White.
0: So wait,
2: wait, thank Give him a little. Te- you don't tell him what you're going to say in the show. Just say yeah, it was cool, or
3: just rock, say something about him? it, just so rock, people know. Rock, rock was,
0: know. Rock, was uh, rock was very very cool, lovely guy, fantastic. Serene presence. Um, he was, of course, you know, he he died the year that he was on uh, Dynasty, Dynasty. So he was um, he was not well when he when he joined the show, but he couldn't have been more of a gentleman. I know that Heather worked with him a lot and and absolutely adored him. Um, but yeah, he was he he was just uh, he was uh, just a lovely presence around the set. He loved to laugh. He is
3: a practical joker. And when he saw you, he remembered who you were and all things about you. He wasn't a, a movie star. He yeah. was he was Roy Fitzgerald. You know, that's what he liked being called. He didn't like being Rock Hudson at all. But I knew him from McMillan and wife. I was on that show and I met him and I almost dropped dead because he was six foot four, gorgeous. And when he spoke that vibrating voice, I almost came anyway. I mean <laughs> what can I tell you I mean Rock Hudson was you know the man of men and I yeah. always heard rumors that he was gay but now years later he used to go to a gay bar in West Hollywood called the the, the Rose tattoo or the V on road the Rose tattoo and he'd be cruising in that bar so you could sit down and so, camp with him
5: so right you now Ron we talk about that in the show because during the 80s I mean now that's why I think people find our show interesting You know with jack playing steven and and rock being on the show rock had not come out as as being gay until after the show well i have a
3: I have a story to tell you we were shooting down on the dock at universal i believe it was the dock of yeah and there was a line he wasn't happy with so he said to script he said could we change it a little bit it's a bit effeminate and i thought uh oh red flag you know he really protected his image he never did anything that was effeminate or made him look gay or unmanly and some of the actresses like doris day who worked with him she said you never knew he was gay he was a man or as manly as any man could be and that's why i think he was so beautiful because he was a soft kind gay man looking like a tough straight man just like you jack (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, like, like, all you.
1: like <laughs> when you were
2: playing gay, when actually, you were I'm playing gay. gay, no,
3: he never played gay, Jimmy. He didn't play, gay. I know I, that's actually, what I, I like. Joke no, black. no,
0: I'm the mirror image, I'm the really tough guy underneath and who plays gay all the time on television.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Jim, so, listen, we've come a long way. We gay people, Jimmy and I are married now 10 years, as you can tell, happily married. And, uh, Always fighting on the show. Yeah, well, people like <laughs> you know they look and they they write me fan mail. We love when you and Jimmy fight. You motherfucker! I'm gonna kill you, Jimmy. <laughs> you know. So you. I just satisfied three million people. But um, <laughs> so you guys, so
2: you guys, listen up for all you people who uh, who's, who's, who's are a you?
3: drinker in that crowd who likes to knock them back. All Uh-oh. of us. All of us. Right? <laughs> so yeah. when you come to Palm Springs and you work in the purple room, we're going to have a couple of drinks together. <laughs> so that you guys, good. Dynasty, you guys, was John Forsyth, Linda
2: Evans. This is some of the people. John Forsyth, Linda Evans, Joan Collins, Pamela Sue Martin, Heather Locklear, Diane Carroll, Emma Sams, Catherine Oxenberg, obviously these three guys, which for me as a kid growing up, not knowing that I was gay for me because I like older men. For me, John Forsyth is probably like, Next to Kerry Grant, like and Ron, the, I mean, like the I three hottest how, people on how the he planet. I
3: me. I'm much younger than he is. Uh, but
2: John Forsythe, was super hot. But like, well, I
3: had I had lunch with Heather, up in Westlake. She was married to a rock guy. Yeah, a big rock star, and I was having lunch with my daughter at Westlake, and Heather was there with a kid, a little child, if, if I remember correctly. And my daughter and she began talking and she sat down and joined us for lunch and was the sweetest girl in the world that's heather lock Locklear. 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 very beautiful in person yeah just throw that name and i like we drop names here people love that no they do really do (laughs) well you know what it is we open the doors to the intimate hollywood and all of our fans love that because we bring them to where we go red carpets events that we do your show you know what I mean? It's a very nice communication we have with with our audience.
2: So I have to ask Jack a question because the chat room is going crazy, and this yeah. isn't a Dynasty question. They want to know how was it working with Jeffrey Donovan because you had very intense scenes in the last season of Burn Notice.
0: It's that funny hard. we got a Burn Notice crowd here. I, you must have a lot of fans in 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 the southern Florida or something. We have yeah. five.
3: We have I, I, over I, five million, my friend, over. 5 yeah, yeah,
0: million. yeah. I had I had a great time doing the show. I did the whole last season of it, and Jeffrey. My first episode Jeffrey directed and he was an absolutely fabulous director and he's, he's doing great now he's in all kinds of stuff he's in the new um, I, uh, a law new and law and
2: order. order yeah the new law and order that just started last week. I like yeah, love it. He was,
0: uh, I, I, I had a great time with him and I, I really enjoyed um, his work as a director. He's a fantastic director
2: So did you guys all get along when you first met on set like when you first started working together?
0: Absolutely, we all bonded over our hatred for John James. No,
3: it was penis envy and I can understand that. <laughs> no,
2: Jack, well, I think Gordon wins that one. Gordon won <laughs> no, that one. That's Everybody thing. was chasing
5: said, That's all settled in the Q and A. We
0: Wait, back I, up the first I, couple, I couple to, rows I, and then we let it I, out.
3: <laughs> I have to say something for our audience. When you're an actor, you act. And when you're on set, you work. You can hate the person you're working with but you can never show it because the camera will pick it up. So it's better to be friends with everybody in a set. I'm when I'm on a set working, I talk to everybody. I'm friends with everybody. I'm liked by everybody, even the food people that give you that crappy food. And, you know, <laughs> they get better food because they're on bigger productions. No, no. no. So when you, ask a, when, you ask, when you ask a question like, did you get along on the set? The answer is you're being paid to and you have to. Right, boys? Yeah. Yeah,
4: that's pretty yes. like no, no personality. personality. I mean, we did get along. This whole tone of the set was set by John Forsyth. John was, and we talk about this in our show as well. John couldn't have been a better role model for a leader on a set. And he set the tone, the professionalism, attitude. And when you say the cast of Dynasty or the show of Dynasty, you see the people on screen. Dynasty was the crew the writers the producers the directors the makeup the ward oh the whole bunch i don't know it's what 200 people some damn thing who made that show it's not absolutely, just us. absolutely it's everybody absolutely. Right. And,
5: and i think also the detail that they put into it aaron had a certain look that he wanted for the show which i think was very reminiscent to the universal studios pictures back in the future. totally completely very rich colors Very well lit, and I remember one day,
3: and the uh, sets were beautiful.
5: Well, this is going back to the day single camera, not like today where they have three or four video single camera Panavision. And I remember one day we did fifty-six setups in a day, which is for people who don't know, setup is they shoot this way, then they turn everything around, rewrite it, and shoot that way. That's two setups
3: over the shoulder side view close up.
5: Fifty-six in one day. I mean, we a lot. we just cranked on that set, and, and we were there all the time. During the winter, when the days were short, you'd leave before the sun comes up, and you'd walk out of that studio at night. back into night. You, yeah, you but you know, on.
3: John, the hype of being on that show gave you guys the energy to work. I know if you I guys was are on, like Michael Jackson, no, wait I'm speaking rudeness. <laughs> if I was on dynasty, I wouldn't complain about working 18 hours. I wouldn't complain about anything because it was it, a wonderful project to work on.
5: None of us did. I mean, I, 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 I it was like being shot out of a cannon, Ron. Absolutely. When the show, look, we, we talk about audience today. I think what was our audience, Jack on the, on the multi-way. millions well, of was like 60 million. 60 but we
2: got million.
0: million.
2: That's like the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. Bigger, it
5: was bigger, yeah. bigger. And I think it's one of the top ten rated as far as audience numbers shows. It's it's one of the top ten in, in history. I wish it would be the biggest I wish show on would... television
0: now is uh NCIS, and I think it gets sixteen thousand uh, sixteen million. I wish they would Harmon. I wish they Which would I wish they would.
3: I wish they would bring Dynasty back, the we rerun. Well, not, no, not the no one. It stank. It was horrible. But uh, oh wait, what did you guys it, think it of was it? wasn't Dynasty, you know, Gordon. I mean, what do you
0: think of the new? Here's, where, here's where we cut to Gordon. Okay,
2: go. Gordon, tell us what you think of the new Dynasty. <laughs> it's an abomination. is
4: what it is. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you. you know new what? New Times quoted me. I'm proud to say. Oh, good it for is, you. It's, it's a piece of crap. It's Absolutely. Crap. You know what? And Heather, wait, Heather had a wonderful point to make. Um, we did a. We all got together for MSM's long COVID uh, fundraiser about I don't know how many months ago. And uh, I said how awful I thought the new dynasty was. And she said, well, every generation deserves its dynasty. And I, absolutely, they do. But it should be at least as all the production values should be there. It wasn't. There was no glamour, no energy. The writing it is was crap. It's just shit. Uh, yeah, it's shit. It was, you, it, it, you know so what? In it, in it, wait, let me say something, boys.
3: In Italy... And I've lived there with my grandmother for a year because they sent me there to be straight. Meanwhile, the gay Italians were gorgeous. But anyway, (laughs) um, opera, Madame Butterfly will never be changed. If you try to duplicate it, you don't have Madame Butterfly. You have some piece of junk. The Italians know to leave well enough alone. Too bad the Americans don't. Writers out there stink today. Most of the writers, they write Crap people shitting on toilet bowls, wiping their ass. I can't believe I saw Julianne Moore doing that in a movie, it was appalling. I don't understand (laughs) why they have to bring this sort of privacy into a film. As nothing to do, we saw it
2: last night too. We watched Eye of the Needle, yeah, and and,
3: (laughs) and there's a guy pooping again. I mean, I'm really fed up with this. Wait, Eye
0: of the Needle from back in the 70s, or no, Eye
2: and the Needle, the new one with Helen Mirren. Oh, it's not new, it's like four years old. I
3: I love Helen Mirren, I only want to kill myself to work with her. I love and adore Helen Mirren. That's an actress, that's a wonderful performer. But what they're doing today, the writers, you know, I ter- I get scripts all the time, believe it or not, because they want us to promote their movie. That's the only reason they give me scripts. Um, I read them and I say, this is so pathetic. I, one was sent to be drag queens from outer space. They wanted me to play the mother drag queen that comes to Earth because they ate all the men on that planet and now they <laughs> were gonna eat the, man, they eat the men on Earth. So I sent it to my dear friend, Marcel Waltz, who has a hit movie out right now called Blind. And Marcel went hysterical. He said, Ron, we should really do it as high camping stupidity. I said, no, I won't be associated with that junk. I'm an actor. I'm not a freak. But anyway, the, you know what scripts you guys get. They're not the quality of Dynasty or any of our 30 year, years ago movies. Our movies were feel good movies, lo- romances. We loved it. We 60 million people were in love with you guys. You know how difficult that is to do to get the world to be in love with you? That had to you be a nice feeling, are. boys. Tell that's, me about that.
5: Yeah, well, that's the other thing, Ron. We asked that question to our audience in the show what made dynasty especially in the q a this comes up what makes dynasty iconic why even today after 40 years when it first went on the air that television shows like the goldberg
3: quality quality my dear
5: quality the Goldbergs just did an episode about dynasty this is us uh nbc's series just did a, a piece on dynasty just last year and for some reason i don't know why I mean, you know, shows like Star Trek certainly, and 77 Sunset Strip, but and Dynasty is one of those shows. I and being so close to it, it's hard for me to be objective. Of why that is, I don't know.
3: Why is it because Dynasty, back in the days of, of narrow-minded thinking, brought out a lot of points that we have to. They were we stand we're standing on the shoulders of you guys of Dynasty because if it weren't for you bringing out certain Points, we wouldn't be who we are today. Dynasty was ahead of its time. It was well done. It was the number one soap opera in the world, and I call prime it a,
2: time television show.
3: No, I call it a soap <laughs> opera because to me it was the most fabulous soap opera. I was such a fan of Dynasty that I would have uh, killed John James. Oh to my get God! On that movie, get on Dynasty, John
2: James. They think your voice is so sexy. But wait a minute, wait
3: a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. i I've, I've I've interviewed John James two feet apart. John, take off the glasses. Show them the sexy eyes.
2: Oh yeah, oh. he's
3: got he's got the most bedroom eyes of an actor. When you talk to him, and the way his lashes lower and his eyes are so dreamy, he's really a, still a handsome guy. Married, so girls, you're gonna you just have to work with your vibrators. You're never gonna get him.
2: <laughs> but Gordon, on the other hand, is single. Single <laughs> and, and a cute. And a,
3: look at that smile. Those, I know you all have are smiles. Are those teeth yours, Gordon? They're beautiful teeth. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are terrific. And you know, it shows in your show because the, your personalities all bloom together. And I saw a couple of moments where there was a bit of a hesitation. And I said to Jimmy, they're going to iron. That was their first show, though. I know. They're going to iron that out. But all in all, I truly, it went very quickly. I wasn't the least bit bored. I found it to be funny, sweet, charming, warm, loving, kind, friendly. I think your audience. Interesting. No, I think your audiences will feel you're their best friends and they're spending time with you. You really connect. Like I have a saying when I do this show, I tell a lot of our superstars, make believe you're in Brooklyn in my ap- project apartment having coffee and Entenmann's crumb cake with me. And when you when, when our stars do that, our audiences love, like right now, this show is going to go all over the place because it's such a warm, friendly hangout show. And yours oh. is the same. No, yours is the same. Okay. You,
5: tell, you can, Ron Jimmy, tell Ron and Jimmy, Jack and Gordon, what I said when I first called you, what was the most important thing about doing this? Adventure.
0: Well, you said the most important thing was to, to make this a show, not just a, a boring, like after screening. Yeah. Kind of- like- Exactly. Uh, the, other, the other thing is, you know, when we first did it, we we called it somebody else named it for us, "Our Dynasty Tales from the Set." But what yeah. really we changed it to cocktails with the Carringtons because that's really what it is. It's 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 a dynasty party, which is what Gordon added that, which we love. It's it's supposed to be fun, and it will be. It becomes interactive at the end, and 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 uh, you know, the idea is to exactly that to hang out and and feel like you're just sort of in the middle of a, a you know, a bullshit well, session. I, I, I
3: didn't know you two. I'd never met you two, but I'd met John before, three two, three or four times. So seeing John was like seeing an old friend. Suddenly you guys became my friend. And, and I think the audience felt the same way. You really project a hanging out with the boys. And I love that about your show. Thank that's, you. Thank that, you. That, that, that's what we need today. We need camaraderie. We need togetherness. We need to appreciate one another's talents. And you certainly do a good job of it. I can't praise it more. And I'm not bullshitting you. I mean, people go see this show. You're going to agree with me.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I've
3: been to a couple of, um, I was once a movie star show, you know, where they talk about who they were and whatever. And I wanted to say, please get a life, you know, it's over, baby. (laughs) it's over baby it's over baby baby. dream on you know i don't want to mention who but she was a woman and a friend of mine and i told her after the show when i went in the green room i said what the fuck was that all about you know was it what are you looking for you're looking for work oh i mean she could she could take it she's a she had a filthy amount to me i said you're looking for work i mean it was like a commercial
2: so hold on okay what should
3: i change about it so you guys wait a minute i speak you're so fucking rude didn't your mother teach you not to interrupt I never. <laughs> anyway, you now you made me lose my train of thought. There was a good point I was bringing out. Oh wait, forget That's it. That's okay. First he of all, does, he does he steps on, on my line. They all, all the
2: time. they want to know in the chat room how come? First of all, John James, you Go guys, see show. John James is on Instagram. You guys, he's at John James underscore JJ. <laughs> Jack Coleman is at the Jack Coleman, um, and Gordon is not on Instagram. And they all want to know how come you're not? Because
4: he's smart. Because I loathe this whole digital world i hate it frankly sort of, i would so take so this I. computer and put it on the road and run my car over it i would also <laughs> you and ron i hate the world of
3: today so, i like answering service so you he guys would, they also they also have would put his
0: computer on the road and run his horse and buggy right <laughs> Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> On the way to the writing letters, got
4: a piece of parchment and a quill.
3: You see, folks, this is what you get if you go see their show. It's a laugh a <laughs> minute. These guys are funny. They're they're warm. They're loving. I can't talk about this show enough, and I'm not doing it to be a liar because if I thought it was like a piece of shit, like my friend's show, I would just say, you know, go see their show and let me know what you think. No,
2: you guys are gonna like love it's this a good show. Again, really you go to. it.
3: Cocktails with the
2: carringtons.com that's where you get your tickets they've got tickets they've got shows uh, April 15th, 16th, 17th and 18th in the Los Angeles area. Do all you guys live in Los Angeles someplace?
5: You don't have to tell me. JJ, you, but... I'm in I'm here in Nashville. I moved from New York about 3 years ago. How here. do you
3: like How do you like you know how many people are moving to Nashville? Yeah, a lot of people are going
5: to mem- Memphis they're too. They're all
3: leaving Yeah, LA they're going it's to Atlanta Crazy,
5: Nashville. guys um how do I like it? I love it. Uh, nashville's a cool town there's a lot it's of- not
3: hickey not hickey no it's a hick full of hicks because you're coming from l.a oh, a swift no. town nashville is
5: becoming very cosmo i mean justin timberlake i was telling jack the other night he opened a club that's very reminiscent it's a supper club
3: almost oh i like love rainbow
5: one. room where it's
3: oh remember floor, the rainbow room
5: suit and tie and um it's upstairs and below he's got his bar you know honky-tonk but what i like about nashville is the weather because new york i got sick and tired of the cold weather the snow yeah. and i just so it's it's much milder here also i'm in the center of the country so it's 3 hours and 15 minutes to la and 2 hours and 15 minutes to new york by plane right. so it's, and, man,
2: and tennessee has a great like film has, a has credit the real, a tax it, credit for it, movies
3: and how's the real estate there like here a million dollars for a slum
5: you know it's 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 gone up Incredible yeah. because there's yeah. nothing for sale. And but two years ago, you would have gotten a deal. A deal, right. uh, right. but you're I right. I mean, every, I was talking to an agent the other day. I'm not going to mention his name, but pretty big actor just left Los Angeles here for Tennessee for uh Nashville.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. I've got a couple we of films know a we're lot gonna shoot in Memphis. we
3: moving to Atlanta because Atlanta is the new yeah. Hollywood.
0: Hollywood's there's so much there. production in the southeast now, especially Atlanta, but all over. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. we're con- we're considering. I'm i I'm from Long Island, Bro- Brooklyn originally, and lived on Long Island most of my life. And I love the Hamptons, and I used to live oh, there. And where Jimmy and I are thinking in about 18 months of moving back to the Hamptons because we never work.
5: Well, you know, uh, let me just tell you my quick story about the Hamptons. I was dating a girl. Mm-hmm. Back when I was at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, Julie Ridley, and her aunt was Robin Duke of the Duke Tobacco, and they lived on Gin Lane. Yeah. Remember, you know, Jim Lane?
3: I know, I know. I
5: we used to go to the Southampton Bathing Corporation.
3: <laughs> that's a long time ago, honey.
5: <laughs> and I remember one day I was with Biddle, their son, yep. and Truman Capote was sitting on the beach in a beach chair with his hat. Right. And I remember looking at him saying, that's Truman Capote. And he went... Yeah. Don't really- <laughs> what do what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love the Hamptons is I think one of the most beautiful places.
3: Well, now it's it's gotten really where you can't oh. afford it. But we're looking in Bridgehampton. You could still get into Bridgehampton for about 7 or 800,000, a little teeny house that I call a foyer. Then I intend to extend it. So we're going to buy this little house for 800,000, which is a joke, and then build a house behind, you know, to it. Yeah. so that's what you're doing the, but then it's going to be worth three or four million dollars so when i drop dead jimmy and my kids will have some money
0: <laughs> hey, that sounds like old. a bounty
3: yeah <laughs> well, i'm 82 you know i i intend to live to be 92 at least and working so i hope so I, I agree so. with joan and and a lot of my i mean we, I'm, I'm in a movie right now coming up with Ruta Lee. you know Ruta Lee, of course yeah She's like 90. She's 150 looking gorgeous. And Rudis is the same thing. I'm working till I drop dead. All of my old contemporaries, the only one that was Jane Russell. I used to say to Jane, why don't you make a movie? You're still beautiful. I can't remember lines, Ron. <laughs> that's what she would say. Yeah. I, so I, let's I say now they have earplugs. That's, that's not in. a
0: minor inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but now, no look, not look at, at all. Look
3: at, what's his name? The famous actor. He doesn't like Bruce Star. Willis. No, he can't help it because he's fucked. But I'm talking about the what's his name? Johnny Depp. He doesn't like to learn lines. It's boring. he annoys him. So he wears an earplug.
2: Yeah, everybody wears it. A lot of people so, wear earplugs. Do you guys have no
3: problem remembering lines? Yeah, I was gonna ask
2: oh, you. Oh, much
0: more problems than I used to have.
2: Yeah.
0: More I, problems than I used to have, for sure. Do I no. do I have trouble
5: no. remembering what? Yeah. <laughs> questions. You have trouble remembering questions. <laughs>
3: No, we had, we, had dinner. We, had, we had dinner with Sean kanan and his wife, Michelle, a couple of weeks ago. But Sean's new book is The Cobra. Uh, Way is, of the Cobra. Way of the Cobra is out. We went to the reading and dinner. And I spoke with Sean about lines because he's in the movie I'm in and I play his father. And I said, you know, I'm going to have to wear a plug because I can't really remember. I mean, I've got speeches. So Sean said, I just finished 40 pages. I said, what? You had to learn forty pages he like said, one yeah. day. He said in a day because it was all rewrites. I said I would drop dead. I couldn't. Could anybody out? Could you guys do forty
5: pages? i, in a day? I, I did uh I did. We didn't talk about it, but I was in Belgrade, Serbia, shooting a movie last uh, November, and uh, yeah, November. And I had a fifteen-page two-hander, mostly me, scene in the back of an SUV.
3: Oh, that's a lot of work.
5: And. Uh, and, and you know what else, too, Ron, which is different today, guys, just technically speaking. Uh, back in the old days, when you're running film and you have 1,000-foot mags in the camera, that's expensive, all right? So you rehearsed the scene.
3: Yeah, thank you. Hello. Yeah, great.
5: Wait, you actually remember, guys? We would rehearse. I remember
3: rehearsal.
5: You'd have, have a director's rehearsal on diamond yes. and anything else before we got into the digital age with the John. director. Then the DP would walk in, and he'd look at the scene then we'd have a camera rehearsal.
3: Yes, 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 remember? yes.
5: Remember? I remember. Like, wait, how oh about, wait,
3: wait, you forgot table readings.
5: Yeah, well, we didn't do table reads, did we guys? No, we didn't. No, we, oh, didn't. We, didn't. D- we didn't. We didn't have time. We didn't have time to. So I go. I go back. We, like they punch you in yeah, and they go, go, OK, let's roll. And they start rolling.
3: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I go back further than you guys. I, go, I started in 1959, and back in 1959, You had an audition, number one, number two, a table reading, number three, a rehearsal and all the the other rehearsals. You're talking about lighting. You had to be lit right. You stood there for an hour. I didn't have an understudy. I was a nobody. So I had to stand there like a moron for hours while they lit me. And then you had a sound check and then they had, a oh, my God, you shot three lines and it took a whole day.
2: Now he did a movie and they didn't even tell him where to go. Oh, that's the
3: best (laughs)
0: No, I love it.' it. No, Let me wait, tell you wait. my most terrifying yeah. experience acting in the last to to in a couple of decades. <laughs> about five years ago, I did a pilot uh, wow. called Salvation, and we shot in TD Jake's church down in Dallas, eight thousand seat church. And I was playing a televangelist and I had a three page monologue. Woo! And we went up there in front of almost three thousand people. I went up there. And we had no rehearsal because the director did not want them to hear anything until we were shooting. Because they were encouraged to hoot and holler and clap, and 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 it, it was like a you know like a like a real televangelist kind of thing. And I almost threw up right before shoot. It was three pages with a gigantic audience. We had twelve cameras, including the cameras that the church uses. Oh my God, Jack! And and we, I, it was just like go. And it was out of the blue, and it was absolutely terrifying. And then at the end, But you did it. clapping and cheering and shouting. I was like, oh, this is a very dangerous business. You could really lose yourself in this business. (laughs) Well, Well, I'm I'm on on the- I think I can walk on water. And well, a-
3: <laughs> listen, I, I I was retired for a while. Jimmy kept saying, you got to do film. You got to do film. You're a good actor. I listened to them. I figured, OK, I'll do a good actor. So I have my first movie that I mean, It's a horror movie. And I said to the uh, director, so where's the camera? He said, up in the corner. I said, what do you mean up in the corner? He said, up there. See that little thing? That's a camera. I said, what do you mean that's a camera? That's like a security camera. He said, no. <laughs> he said, that's our camera. I said, okay, where are my marks? He said, we don't have marks. I said, oh, we don't have marks, so what do I do? Just walk around playing with myself? He said, no, he said, you, you go over to the window, you pull the curtain back, then you look, and then you go and open the door and you deliver your first line. I said, well, what about lighting? What's my key, key light, what's that? I said, okay, what are we doing here? This is like <laughs> a whole movie. <laughs> Anyway, the film looks like a home movie and it's a piece of crap. And it's because these guys today have lost their professional. You guys know, I don't have to tell you what they do. They
2: don't do too many of those shitty ones like we
4: did. <laughs> oh, but I mean, it, this was a night. No, it was
3: a nightmare for me. I really felt like lost in space. I said, this is not professional. I don't even know what I, and the director, I said, what do you want me to do? He said, let's see what you can do. I said, what do you mean? Let's see what we can do. What do you want? You want me to be real Brooklyn heavy where nobody understands me? Like, Hey, you guys over there, don't do this to me. You know what I'm saying? Or do you want me half of Brooklyn? Anyway. So anyway, we have to go back. Because Hollywood. Because we're running out of time. So here's what no, I, I want, want to do. I want more time with these guys. They're going to come um, back. So listen up, you guys. First
2: of all, it's super important. We want to, like, sell out four shows here. So yes. if you're in Los Angeles, you want to go uh, April 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. Two different venues, Los Angeles, Marriott, Burbank uh, Airport Hotel, or the Roosevelt Hotel Theater, which is absolutely gorgeous. Um, and wait, how much is it? It's called out? Cocktails with the Carringtons. You go to cocktailswiththecarringtons.com to get tickets, and probably they have different ticket prices depending uh, on what you do. So but go to cocktailswiththecarringtons.com. you not, not
3: high-end price tickets. Your price
5: reasonable, right? They don't know. Uh, don't
0: know. JJ, you handle that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, our venue is – we only have 90 seats at the Hotel Roosevelt. So the opening price, I think, is around $100. But – it's a small room. It's not. Right, uh, right, 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 right. And I think it's the same at the Marriott. Correct, guys? Yeah. Okay. I you got, so, you yeah. guys,
2: it is so worth it. You're going to love the show. You're going to enjoy it. Follow uh, John James underscore JJ on Instagram and the Jack Coleman. Oh, right. What
3: we're not saying about the show is they do a Q&A.
2: Oh, yeah, you guys. And they then, do a and Q&A then a then at afterwards, the
3: end. Afterwards, you can have a picture taken with them. So for 100 bucks, you get a Q&A, you get a picture, and you get a wonderful show. I think it's a deal.
2: It's a great deal.
3: Thank you. Great deal. Thank you. I, think, I think it's a good ticket. So everybody, go get it. We want to thank you guys for
2: coming on the show. Thanks for reaching out, John. And you're
3: coming back. We'll have you back anytime will... you have anything. Thanks, to guys. We like, loved it. You, you guys are if great. You, if you don't come back, thank I'm, I'm going to tell everybody your show shits. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I will destroy every one of your careers and yeah, your right. show if you don't come back. You listen. I will hunt you down. I you guys are coming back because you know what? I really love you three. You guys You're in the, fun, and the chat room guys. love
2: you guys too. You guys, thank you so much. Best thanks, of luck. Thank thanks show. for all those
0: people in the thank chat you. rooms and all those the comments. Bye, everybody. Thank, thank, thank you. you.
2: Thank All you. right, you guys. Thank bye you. bye. Thank you for taking right. care, guys. Uh-huh. Thank you bye for bye bye. a good show, boys. What a great show, you guys. Thank you, Thank you for. A you good guys show. definitely want to go see it. These guys are terrific. It's a lot of fun. I
3: really enjoy them, and I know you're going to enjoy them also. They really are fun. It's 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 a family. Fr- it's a family show.
2: Absolutely, and we're you going to take go. a, we're going to take a quick music break, you guys, and then we're going to come back with our next guest, uh, Rusty Gilligan. Um, let's let's uh, let's do the Jimmy and Ron song by Twism. You guys, this is the song written for us by Twiz and White Peace with the video, uh, with, uh, with Ron and I on a red carpet. It's a lot of fun. It's a quick song, and then we're going to come back with our next guest. Take it away, Roxy.
1: It's another episode, here we go The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell Interviewing Ron the Ron hottest, newest, and truest up to so. their celebrities Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly Jimmy oh. Star no, he's no, the no, king no. of cool Ron no, Russell, no, he's a gorgeous dude no, no, no. Share rumors live and you would be a fool Not to vibe with us And the Jimmy Star Show yeah. with Ron Russell come watch it live on W4CY Radio Miss some past episodes, download no, on iTunes. iTunes The Jimmy Star Show with Ron no, Russell. Russell It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell <laughs> Spending time, Jimmy voted top five on the list of radio hosts. Half present time, topping the top 100 on the iHeart charts, making news on the Apple News, dropping podcasts out on iTunes. You can even go and listen out on Audio Bloom. So come about your gloom, you'll be glad that you do. Start whistling a tune when you spend the afternoon with the Jimmy and Ron. As soon as they come on, you will know by the song. It's called the Jimmy and Ron song. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Hey yo,
5: you can never go wrong.
1: The sun? And did you hear the celebrity gossip that Ron Russell got the inside scoop on? Man, the show got everything So many guests that impress from saxophone players To scary movie stars dressed in their best dress Red carpet rollouts, Jimmy Star brand on the chest I so take the big quick flash, flash grin Make the camera click again And if you missed anything and need to go and catch up Hit the website, JimmyStarWorld.com And go and get your read oh, yeah. up Man, you're listening to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell you did.
2: Yeah, 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 everybody. All right, now we're going to bring on our next guest. Let's see if it all works. That was uh, the Jimmy and Ron song by Twiz and White piece that we closed the show out with. We love it. Hey, Rusty, what's up? How you doing? How are you doing, my friends? It's an honor to be here. Oh, there we go. Rusty Gilligan, I look at you. bro. Woohoo! All right. So it's great to have you. Nice to see you. Um, nice now to see I've, you. Now that I've got you on, I'm going to do a formal introduction. So now, everybody, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, super talent, Rusty Gilligan. Welcome to the show. show. Oh, Roxy says we have a little feedback. Where's that coming from, Roxy? That's from his side, right? Because he needs to be. Rusty needs to turn down volume, it says.
3: And, Rusty, you need to get a brighter light.
2: Oh. Oh,
6: Hold on a second. I know what I'm going to do. Hold on. Oh, yeah. If you wear a headset, I think that'll get rid of the feedback. I think that's probably what it is. This is a very old laptop, so I think that's it. One second.
2: There you Uh, go.
3: Yay! 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 Everybody in the chat. And is we welcome. have dead air, which we do not do. So let's sing it along. Hey there, whatever. What are you gonna Rusty, sing? I'm not going to sing. I'm just now kidding. Look like traffic
2: controller. Yeah, that's fine. Cause then we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear. And Rusty, can you do better lighting? You got a bigger, brighter light or no? No. no
3: now you assume. have no light. That's it. That's okay. It?
6: The problem is, I'm get, you're getting me while I'm inside my messy studio. So. That's good. Oh, we can that we see. Now there. it's now better. It's good. That's yeah, good. Sit, like sit that. Sit forward
3: like that so we could see.
6: There you go. That's but, good.
3: Now I there know. It, now I know it's a beard, not a double chin.
6: <laughs> no, it's a double chin and maybe even a triple one trying to move in. It's it's undercover of camouflage here.
2: <laughs> you gotta like love it. All right, so Rusty, this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host
3: Ron Russell. Hey, Rusty. How you doing? I'm doing good. And too. who's the pooch? And who's the pooch? That's Astro That's Astro our little boy our little, <laughs>
2: our little seven pound terror
6: that's, that's awesome Astro.
2: and we have a chat room full of people so say hi to
6: everybody in the chat room hello everybody there you make go sure, make sure you send some questions or something and we can interact
2: there's a lot of people well, in the chat room that actually like know you actually well, I, I think I don't
3: know them. Really? I don't know I have not a, I, I don't know you Ron doesn't interview from a hole in the wall Ron does who doesn't... are you what do you do tell me all about yourself <laughs>
6: well i started out being a child actor and i moved into uh professional wrestling i did some radio work and then i wound up doing uh art for films i worked on heavy metal and then since then i've worked on uh uh, everything from marvel films to doctor who to walking dead and now i do a lot of film artwork and uh, artwork for comics and trading cards and i do voice acting so uh, I pretty much run the gamut. People ask me, "What do you do?" And I said, uh, I, "I'm an entertainer. That's the way I look at it. I don't do one thing. I like to do them all."
3: So hold on, well, I want to like be an
2: interesting guy. I'm gonna uh, so I, I'm gonna brag about it a little bit. First of all, you guys can follow Rusty. Is on Instagram and Twitter. His his Instagram and Twitter is at Mac in Trouble. M A C A N D T R U B L E, which we're gonna find out what that is in a little bit. He's a former professional wrestler. He started on Broadway in New York. He moved to California as a kid to appear on Little House on the Prairie, Family Affair. I love that show, Family Affair. Okay. Policewoman, uh, Peach Dragon Police in the magical woman. world of Disney. Um, then he became a professional comic book and, and film artist since 1978. I don't know. Tell us what a film artist is.
6: Uh, I do everything from wardrobe and prop art to costume shots to uh uh, what i really do is is what's called production art so let's say you're doing a film i might design a set i might draw a pose for one of you i might be doing uh a uh, costume art
3: a poster no a pose, yeah like i like asking if he does posters
6: yeah for the recent uh bigfoot movie that happened about a year and a half ago i did the uh the dvd cover and it wound up being being the poster for the film I based it on a Casablanca film poster oh. which I thought made it look really good and then uh, I also drew the wanted posters that were hung up inside of the uh, inside of the film oh um, cool yeah so you for, really, for you things really like, do everything yeah uh, production art is kind of a an, an all-over topic you you do everything you you i always tell people i'm a utility artist a lot of artists don't like to say that because you know they feel it drops them down or degrades them or they're getting a demotion somehow not me i i if i'm if i'm the janitor i'm the best damn janitor they ever hired so i tell people that's what i do i'm the i'm the utility guy and whatever you throw my way i do I've done things like made license plates on the computer, made badges for films, uh, printed posters. I've had to actually make artwork that people hang on their walls in the film. And sometimes you don't even get credit. Sometimes it's like, Hey, listen, we'll just buy the art piece from you and we'll hang it on the wall. And then we'll send you a copy of the film and be like, okay, (laughs) that's just the way it goes. I like, love it.
3: Now, do you cook?
6: I my, you know what I love to cook but my my son is a chef actually at a restaurant and uh, uh, my wife is a baker so oh, you we're, we're, Yeah, so we're kind of like a hot household there's always an oven going someplace
2: he's in Pennsylvania where are you in Pennsylvania
6: you know where Scranton is of course I do we live okay in well we, we live about, fi- so... about I'm about 15 minutes from there
3: okay yeah, we lived in Doylestown. Oh, okay. Right, right next to New Hope.
6: Actually, there's an old there's an old joke about uh, Pennsylvania. They'll be like, "Oh, uh, are you in Pennsylvania? Where are you from?" And you say, uh, "Do you know where Blue Town is?" Yeah, I know where that is. Okay, well, I don't live anywhere near there. Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a pennsylvania joke <laughs> yeah
6: <laughs> i never said it was a good one
2: so so i have a whole bunch of little notes written down so like so then basically you've been the film artist on a lot of huge projects uh the event i wrote these things down and i'm assuming you're the film artist uh the avengers the walking dead captain america the first avenger spider-man two and three you've done stuff for marvel dc image big bang and Dynamite Comics. And then I also wrote down Star Wars, Star Trek, DC a- Entertainment, Doctor Who, Night of the Living Dead, Vampirella. Yeah. Those
6: uh, are and- all li- those are all licenses. A lot of times you don't work on the Star Wars film, but they ask you, uh, do you want to work on the trading card set? Do you want to work on the book? Uh is you, like for uh like recently I'm working on a Vampirella trading card set. Um, I'm also gonna be working. On project coming up, I can't say which one, but I'm going to be working on a Star Wars project where I'll be doing uh, some trading cards and possibly some of the art for the book. So, so licensing have- is licensing is so brutal because you could be the best artist in the world and then the licensor turns around and says oh i don't like the color blue in the background and they'll literally rip up the whole card and throw it away and all your three hours of painting is down the toilet (laughs) trading cards are still a big deal though right people like do a lot with trading cards. huge let me tell you something this is this is already april i have probably worked on 12 trading card sets since january 1st which is the lot. I mean.
3: you mean the it's huge? You, wait, years ago we used to get them in the bubble gum.
6: Yeah, me too. That, I that, started that, collect. I started collecting right around 1970, so I, know, I I remember.
3: I them the meat packs. I collected in the 1940s. I, I I'm. Well, I'm sorry I don't have it. I had a Babe Ruth uh, bubblegum card and I had a Joe DiMaggio card because we used to have all the baseball players in the bubblegum package. Right. Of, co- of course, I never kept them, stupid me. What, I actually
6: what? I actually had a check that was an actual bank check that was signed by Babe Ruth because he was paying his electric bill in New York. And yeah. uh, it was it was fantastic, but I I I'm one of those collectors that I don't keep stuff for very, very long. I had it. I donated it to a charity. They raised money. I was happy because with all the work that I've done and it's not meant to be bragging or anything, but I've done a lot of projects where sometimes I'm not even named and they just give me stuff. Uh, Copies of the the video cassette or the DVD, props, autograph pictures. I have no room for everything. I would literally have to take out another house to fill it with all of the stuff. I love that stuff. I I just keep it. Yeah, but it's great. It's, but it's all tchotchkes and I can't really do anything with it. So rather than it's sitting in a box, hoping, you know, and hopefully its future doesn't include a moth or a mouse somewhere along the line. (laughs) I figure the best thing to do is just donate it. Let's make somebody, you know, make some money off of it and, put it to good use. You know, I, that, that to me is more important. I do a lot of charity. I would probably say 30% of what I make, I go for, I, I do charity, especially animal charities. I love animals more than yeah, anything.
3: We, we do. We, all, do too. we, we have three do, rescue dogs. And we work very hard for it also for people to rescue dogs. There are so many out there that want to be loved and un- right. needed. Well,
6: I'm hoping that uh, this one project that I have coming up at the end of the year, it's a Christmas project and I'm going to be doing like 13 or 14 pieces of artwork and it's going to be donated to an animal rescue charity uh, overseas in the UK and um, their charity runs a little differently Uh, over here, you know uh hey ron you want to donate a a picture yeah sure i'll draw up a picture and i'll send it to you then you got to fill out a form how much is it worth custom type you know form even though it's a here all this other stuff you do something over in the uk it's like you have to leave them the rights and is it going to be an nft and and blah 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 who gets it when it gets you know when the like left you draw a picture and it goes in a bank and they tear the bank down does the picture go back to you or does it get sold and move on to something else? So what I do is, right. So what I did was is I put all the damn things in an envelope and I said, here's what I'm doing. I'm giving it to you. And then you go ahead and fill out all the crap, and I'll talk to you exactly, later. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so
2: you, you, That'll
3: get a lot of people not to want to do
2: it.
6: You do a lot of your own art.
2: So tell us what Mac in trouble is, because I want to go into that. You brought up NFTs, and I know you got an NFT coming out of the <coughs> end of the month. So is it?
3: Wait, wait. I think we should explain to the audience what NFT They all know
2: they're all writing in the chat room. You should yeah, be but, doing NFTs. Yeah, but they're the NFT. NFT is a non fungible token, it's a way to sell. I don't even know how to actually explain an NFT.
3: I guess August can
6: (laughs) (laughs) you know it's I've never done anything with NFT before I'm not a I'm not a digital person Um, I do all art by hand Um, I do trading cards I do coloring by hand some of the larger pieces Uh, I will do digital coloring because the press uh uh you know the printing press they usually think that it's a little bit better uh to do that because there's you know when you do your own colors it's uneven and there's there's tones to work out and on and on and on so the the printers don't like to do that but i do everything by hand so uh i was talking to a good friend of mine uh stacy toy and she turns around and she's been a guest
2: on our show too
6: yeah i love her she's great and uh she really is and her and her partner gil they say well we're doing the nfts and i was really happy to be invited to do work with them um especially since this is this is new territory this is you know for me this is just complete you know new country and uh, i've never done it before and i'm hoping that it, it it becomes very entertaining because my goal is i don't care about you know, success or fame. Cause that's what I see a lot of NFT artists do. My thing is, is I really want to entertain and hope that somebody enjoys it. So I'm hoping that they're going to take these new pieces. They're starting out with a, a series of artwork that I restored. And then later on, they're going to be doing pieces based on my work. So here so it is, I'm really you guys about that. What
2: does NFT mean? NFT stands for non-fungible token. Non-fungible means that it's a completely unique token means that it can be transferred on a blockchain essentially nfts are assets that carry a unique digital identity and can be traded between users on a public blockchain like tezos common examples include artwork trading cards comic books sports collectibles <laughs> games and more um so i have no idea
3: what he just read
2: that's okay whatever it means. <laughs> the audience does because it's a, it's like the hottest thing now it's what everybody's doing so, so. wait a minute it's like ebay no, it's a, you're selling. A, instead of selling the actual picture, you're a, you're selling the actual digital picture, not the actual yeah. picture. Picture. You're
3: selling a the copy. The way it was, the, well, the way it was it explained copy.
6: to me was the way it was explained to me was you have a piece of artwork, and what people are doing is they're buying like stock in the art artwork. artwork
3: in the print.
6: Right, right in the in, Yeah, in the in digital the actual, piece. Yeah. So let's say, right. So let's say for example you have a picture of the Mona Lisa and there's only a hundred pieces of it available. Each person owns one piece. If they bought one, they can buy more than one. And then after a hundred, that's it. It's limited to just that.
3: Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a it's racket. It's like stock. It's, it's like, like buying rack. stock. No, another new racket. It's like stock.
6: <laughs> it's like so, buying I mean, stock
2: in a piece of art, really. Well, I mean, right. Right. So, that's so about it. That well, it's not way-
3: make much sense.
2: Well, like one of my clients just sold theirs for 1.3 million. Like they're making tons yeah, of just money. Like, so it's a way to make money. <laughs> so
4: all just those-
6: like uh, just like Teresa said in the uh, in the chat art that is digitally preserved on the blockchain forever. Yes. So that's so- very cool.
2: So tell us what Mac. Oh, first of all, she's there. He's, he's working with Stacy Toy, and they're from NFT Drop. I want to mention that because right. if anybody's interested in doing, if anybody has anything worthwhile to turn into an NFT, you know, they're like one of the best companies to do it with. Um, it's called NFT Drop. So tell us what is Mac in trouble?
6: Well, uh, it's it, it's a very very long story, but I'll make it longer. Uh, I had gotten <laughs> uh, I had gotten injured. I had a back injury that stemmed from when I was wrestling. So I was literally in bed for a couple of years. My wife brings over this kitten. And I thought, well, kitten is, you know how kittens are. They, they run around and they flop around. And I thought, well, he's okay. He's He's got maybe a, a problem walking or something. And it turned into a problem where he wasn't able to walk very well. They call it uh, cerebellar hyperplasia. And uh, it doesn't translate like his commands from the brain to the legs. Got it. So I actually got out of bed and started taking care of this kitten. And then we, we, you know, like all pet owners do, Hey, this is what the cat sounds like. This is what the dog sounds like. The dog just made a joke. Isn't that funny? You know, blah, blah, blah. So we're sitting around and I'm doing all this stuff. And I said, you know, that would actually be kind of cute. I don't really care for adult and mature comic books. I, I, I I think that, um, the people don't deserve it. Like people deserve something that's, that's fun and approachable and everyone from six to 60 can laugh. So I went ahead and I said, let's make a, a, a comedy thing about the cats. So about a year later we bought another cat named trouble. And, oh, so, uh, that's how you got Mac in Trouble. Big mush, and that's where they came from. Uh, it's a story of two cats and it's science fiction. It's actually very funny, but uh, they travel around. They meet uh, unusual characters, everything from uh, 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 superheroes to um, like Abe Lincoln, Paul Bunyan, you know, basically, the, you know. So it's kind known, of like Mac in Trouble. Characters.
2: It's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with right. two cats.
6: Right. It's like it's like it's like Bill and Ted if they were four feet tall and covered in fur. That's yes. And not wearing pants. So uh, but that's the way that's the way they go. And the the cats actually have uh, a bit of a magic power. I had to give them something because, you know, the Garfield and the Heathcliff type thing wore out to where it's just, you know, it's a cat. And that's it. So Mac has a pocket the only cat in the world that has a pocket and he can reach into his pocket but he can't he, he can't decipher what comes out of his pocket so like he'll he'll be like oh a tennis ball a, a shoe a pair of nylons jeez i can't find that key anywhere you know and then trouble every time he gets excited or upset he teleports the both of them someplace so in oh, the that's first episode, yeah in the first issue of the of of the comic uh he teleports them to the moon and uh, they're standing there next to the MTV flag. And then while Mac is looking around, Trouble (laughs) is air guitaring in the background. And then he sneezes and he brings them right back to where they were. Um, You know, I, geez, I thought the moon was made of cheese. Boy, it sure smelled like it. So, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like, it's it's comedy.
2: American clean humor, fun. Like we
3: had when we were kids, like the stuff we would have read. And and it's nonviolent. I like that.
6: Yeah you know there, I I won't lie the violence is not anvil dropping like Warner brothers or pie in the face the and the the violence is more like uh like tr- mac will smack trouble in the back of the head and say geez, don't be a dog you know that kind of thing so yeah, but you don't
3: you don't have corny. blood you don't have blood and guts and eyeballs falling out
6: I don't I don't I never cared for that I I've worked I hate of- I hate it I hate it I worked on a lot of horror films. I got hired for them, which is fine because it's work. Um, I've worked on, uh, everything from religious projects to horror, to adult, to sports, whatever. It doesn't bother me. It's all work to me. The minute your pen touches the paper, uh, you're committed to a project and you have to give it your best. But Mac in trouble is yours though. Oh yeah. There's one of my memes. I like putting them in weird positions. So Mac and Trouble.
2: Oh, so Mac and Trouble are the two cats with Superman.
6: Yeah, I I enjoy the memes. People think that they're hysterical. Uh, I hope at least. Anyway, I get a lot of uh, feedback. Um, the one with uh, Batman who ate my chicken. Actually, that one is. I love that one. I would love to get that blown up and framed. Everybody goes berserk on that one.
2: I like love it. So where, how do people buy a Mac in Trouble comic book? Like well, they,
6: they can go to digital distributors. We usually go through. And then when they want a physical copy, uh, I stopped doing conventions when COVID hit, uh, oddly enough, because I was having bad problems with my back. Um, uh, I had gotten hurt really bad in the ring when I was wrestling. How long did you wrestle for? Oh, about five years in the, in the, in the eighties, I enjoyed it. And it was really a high time of my life. I loved the fans. I would go out and give them passes to the shows. I would hug them. I would give them autographs. I loved it. Being in front of a giant audience. I was at Madison square garden a couple of times. I, I just loved it. But then I got hurt. And even though it was a fresh injury and I, I, you know, you get hurt like a broken arm and then it heals and then you move on. But for me, about 15, 20 years later, it came back and it just, it just kept me off my, my balance. And I, I had a hard time from there. How so, big were
2: you? Like when you wrestled, how tall are you?
6: Oh, I'm let's see, five ten in the boots. I'm almost uh five 11. Uh, Cause you know, they add, you know, anytime you're on TV it adds pounds and the boots adds inches what was my wrestling name? Dawn? I first started out as the Brooklyn warrior and there was so many warriors at the time. See, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, it's like, Hey, so now, no.
3: where are you from in Brooklyn?
6: 53rd street between H and I.
3: Okay. I was from and I
6: still remember my address too. It was 1199 East 53rd street apartment 2B, because the joke was to be or not to be. That's right. my
4: apartment.
3: <laughs> He's from Red Hook. He's I, from Red I, Hook. I, oh, cool! I was born in the Red Hook Projects, and that's awesome. Our address was Forty Columbia Street, <laughs> and we were great. the top floor apartment. I forgot the, the number. I was a little kid, right. but yeah, right. I'm a Brooklyn guy. Can't Can, you hear that's it when fun. I talk?
6: Yeah, of course. I I, env- I envy that because I moved around a bunch of times, and my uh, my uh, what I, what started out as an accent turned into an accident. So I have no idea what I, I sound I like. I lose now. it
3: if if I'm in a movie and they don't want it, I can lose it. But when I'm, <laughs> but when I'm myself, I use it. I don't give a shit. Did you? Did I, you?
6: I lose it when I step on a cat. I'm yeah. walking. Around, I'm walking around here. They're walking between my feet. I I call them little communists. And right. I'm walking around, and I step step on one, and it's like, damn it! And then that's the end of that. They all go running because we have a bunch. We have about eight cats now, so they all go oh running. God, you're like a
3: freaking cat lady. <laughs> so
6: I would be, I would be pushing a shopping basket right now, but it's docked outside. So what made,
3: what made you move from New York to uh, Pennsylvania?
6: I uh, it went from new york to california to las vegas back to new york to pennsylvania so which leg do you want to hear <laughs> that's a lot of legs
3: no, actually we, we, we i have more than you
2: believe me and the chat room they want to know who was the like who's the most famous wrestler you ever wrestled
6: um wrestled uh million dollar man ted dibiase hacksaw jim duggan uh tully blanchard uh Did you i was win? in a battle i was oh Sometimes yes, sometimes no. You know how pro wrestling goes. Yeah, but it's all uh,
3: fake. It's all fake anyway.
6: You know what? Fake, yes, but their athleticism is there. Yeah, and that's I what we heard. Tell, when people tell me about like, oh, is it fake or is it real? I always say to them, when you go to see ballet, it's very athletic. It's the same show every single night, every place you go. The Nutcracker is the same whether you're in Peru or New York new york or paris so when we do wrestling it's different night to night to night there have been times where i've wrestled like five
3: times in a day and it's, it's, it's it's choreography
6: right it's it's fine you know today it's more like stuntmen but back when i did it it was yeah fake but it hurts yeah there you go um but uh, it's more, it, it's, it was a little bit less choreographed when I was younger doing it. We used to have a term called you were either butterfly or gladiator. Butterfly, you followed the script immediately and you did everything. Gladiator, there was like, yeah, we got 10 minutes to fill. Go out there and kill each other. As long as dumbass wins, you're okay. And then, you know, we would do stuff. And then the referee would be like, one. Two And there's all that stuff where he would put his hand under your shoulder to see if your shoulder was touching the mat. And if he went like this under your shoulder, you knew you were supposed to spring up. And if he kept his hand flat, you would stay <laughs> down. And I had an argument with a referee one time because he put his hand under my shoulder, but I hurt my shoulder. So I couldn't feel that he was going like this under my shoulder. So he goes like this and he pushes up really hard on my shoulder. And I told him, I says, you idiot, you just got, you just pushed my shoulder up. So it, it, you know, it's, I, it was all good fun. I couldn't do it today. Um, today was a, uh, uh, today it's, it's, it's different kind of wrestling. You so know, they, they throw but,
3: each other out of the ring or they hit each other with a folding chair. It's all bullshit, but the audiences seem to love it and they don't really care if it's fake.
2: Say hi to artist, miss Kim. Uh, I see. Yes, I, was just, she I didn't you. want to
6: interrupt. How you doing?
2: <laughs> there you go. She's a, she's fabulous. We like, love her. She actually uh, uh, comes in every week and we met her at the clown motel too. She came and we got to actually meet her in person at the clown motel two premiere. And she's fabulous. So, well, so, uh, go let's go back to the comic book thing so did sure. you like i had a comic book club when i was like a kid you know like in the neighborhood we had a comic book club what kind of comics did you watch did you read when you were little
6: uh i loved archie comics uh, i,
2: I, think
5: I the
6: reason, yeah I, I love archie comics i was also a very big uh newspaper strip or uh, uh reader so i loved uh peanuts and you know charles Schultz uh peanuts and i loved uh uh you
3: dick know tracy. All of the, i i watched dick, yeah, i read every day every yeah, sunday I, dick
6: tracy was great um I, I liked i loved marvel comics in the 70s me they too had, it was literally uh it was television to me it was that was strong, my time
2: strong I dialogue
6: yeah it was great i i actually would experiment and just buy any comic that they put out during that time. I just loved it. yes she liked Archie too. I loved uh um uh, my favorite one was Spider-Man because I identified with uh Peter Parker. You me know he was I the, loved it. he was the the down and out teenager and he wanted you know he had powers but he couldn't show anybody and uh that was literally the story of me. Like I loved that comic because I was an actor at that time and kids would make fun of me when I went to school and I was always thrown in a locker or knocked over blah, blah, blah. And I was younger than everybody else. I got pushed ahead a couple of grades. So everybody that was 10 and then here I come along, I just turned seven and I'm working on you know, a show and they're like, uh, you know, they're, they're making fun of me and everything. Tie-dye shirt. Yes. I love tie-dye. And stuff like that. I've always been like that. When I wrestled, I wore a tie-dye outfit when I first started. And then later on, I changed into a wrestling singlet with a shirt underneath that was pink and black. And they used to call me the pink and black attack. That was how they how they came up. And uh, to answer what somebody asked before about wrestling name, I started out as the Brooklyn Warrior. And there were so many different warriors, the Ultimate Warrior, the Dingo Warrior, on and on and on, uh, that they changed my name to Wild card, which I thought was really cool. And the band ACDC actually did the song that I came out to the ring to.
2: I love that. So that's so it was
6: it was a lot of fun. So you missed
2: This is Rusty Gilligan, you guys. He's mac in Trouble on on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me back on Twitter. I followed you on Twitter, so you gotta follow me back. Cool. Um, I will check out his comics. Uh check out so like do you do you have a website that they can go to or where do they you wish know the what? Best place to go I, to see what you do?
6: I had a website. I had a too hard of a time uh keeping it up. Um I do what's called oh, your job Facebook st- page. Right. My Facebook is the best. I do what's called job stacking. Any job that comes along, if I've got the slot for it, I take it. Um, I, I just love to work. So I stack up jobs all the time. So I had no trouble. I had so much trouble doing a website. So I treat Facebook as my website. Um, if they go to rustygilligan.com, it takes you right to my Facebook page, or you can find me on Facebook and I chat with everybody and anybody that comes up and says hi, or take a look at my art. Can you help me with something? I just, I just answer them. I, you know, I, I don't. A lot of artists these days are always looking for an opportunity. I like the opportunity of, of talking to people. I had a ball when I did conventions. I would do magic tricks at the table. I would sign things for free. I would uh, joke around. There's so many pictures out there of fans pretending to beat me up or I'm biting them like it's a horror thing or we're, we're hamming it up on and on, and on this, my favorite story. I was at a, a show and yeah, cause in, we've only got, we got like 40 seconds left. Well then, <laughs> then here you go. I was at a place in Rhode Island. It was a giant show. A guy walks up in a dress and I thought it was the the, the, the funniest thing. He came up in a dress. It was a costume. And, um, I, I put on, the extra skirt that he had in his bag. And we sat and posed like models for about five minutes for a whole crowd of people in front of my table. It was the most hysterical thing.
2: You got to like love it. So everybody follow Mac in Trouble on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, His NFTs are coming out at the end of April. And uh, I'll let you guys know when they do. We want to thank you for coming on and sharing all about your career. My pleasure. And uh, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, everybody. We want to thank thank everybody who tuned in. Bye, everybody. God bless you. Bye bye Res- everybody.
3: Re- rescue a pet. Rescue yes, rescue a pet. a pet. All right, Rusty, yes. thanks. Bye Rusty. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye. Yeah, we in mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and newest up to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Starr, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Share room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. come watch it live on W4CY Radio. some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Starr Show with Ron Russell. Oh.